Joe Kennick in Clee Ellum, Washington. Welcome to Paranormal Things. I'm your home. I'm your host, Keith. And uh, we're going to do V.D. Cooper and Josh Gates on Expedition Unknown. Here we go. Look. See how it's curved? Yeah. Big chunk of metal. What do you got? Oh, yeah. Look at that. The drum lid? Yeah. So, okay. Somebody at some point buried a bunch of drums back here. Probably not D.B. Cooper. Probably not. Okay. Moving on. I thought D.B. Cooper's the team continues body was buried or died, brings us rotted in the forest. In the in forest. Any sign of our suspect. Josh Gay investigating. I'm your host, Keith Frischkamp. These are all roots. Now, in terms of this tree from the Cooper story, Rekka, when he parachuted in here, he said that he hit a dead tree, right? Yeah, he said the only dead tree in the woods. So this is obviously a big dead tree, although I wouldn't say it's been dead for that long. How long have you been on this property? Uh, we moved out here in about 72. So a year after the Cooper jump? Yes. So was there a big old dead tree here at that time? There was. It was right in here somewhere. Okay, well, maybe we come across it. Yeah? yeah? Let's keep looking. Nobody said it was going to be easy. Got to climb. Right. As far as landmarks go... The remains of a 50-year-old dead tree in the forest don't exactly stick out, and these woods aren't exactly a walk in the park. Good, good, good. Oh, careful, 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 careful! Oh! There I go! In the water. Okay. Good I thing it's spring. Aid, but as a retired cop, I hit my head on that thing. Joe is one tough mother, and he bounces back quickly. <laughs> you alright? Yeah, yeah. You didn't feel a parachute down there, did you? I didn't. Come on. Let's get you dried off. He fell right square in the crook. After changing into dry clothes, he brings me to meet one of the volunteers who's helping us today. A man who's driven by this area once before, on November 24th, 1971. That's right. Jeff O'Shaughnitz is the key eyewitness for Walter Recca's story. Hey, nice to meet you. Nice How to are meet you. you. Wow, you're the guy who saw Recca that night out on the road. Right. I can picture it just like it happened this yesterday. Cooper this from your lips. You're driving this trying, truck. Probably trying to find the money the he had. I see a man standing Two hundred thousand or something? Hundred thousand? I don't know. Soaking wet. And he's not wearing his raincoat. <laughs> no, it's rolled up under his arm. Crazy. I thought this guy's French fry short of a happy meal. <laughs> so, you drive past him, you go to the diner. He come walking in. He says to me, kid, where am I? And I said, you're about four miles east of Cleelum. And he says, if I make a phone call, can you tell this friend of mine how to get here to pick me up? Hands me the phone, I talk to the guy, I said, where are you coming from? You might have inadvertently helped Cooper get out of town that night. You're lucky Joe doesn't arrest you. Yeah. I'm still looking for the FBRC. I show up. <laughs> this is it, sir. This is Sting. <laughs> What's so amazing about you, you're a corroborating witness, and that's something that almost no other Cooper suspect has. But he's not the only witness on which Joe's case relies. He then takes me to meet Rekka's niece, Lisa Story, who was with Rekka shortly before his death in 2014. Did he ever confess to you? Yes. He did? In 2013, he asked me to go grab this envelope and pull out this letter, and he wanted to sign it and have it notarized. 
The last testament of Walter R. Pekka Jr., because that was Pekka. his birth name. Right. Names hereafter, Walter R. Recca and D.B. Cooper. Wow. This is a full confession. Yes. The deathbed confession letter left Lisa convinced that her uncle was Cooper. But that's not the only disturbing thing she learned about Walter. In the years after the skyjacking, he has one, two, three, four, five different passports. Mm -hmm. He has a British passport. Yes. With his photo under the name Frank Drinkle. Yep. Look at this. He's well, he had a lot of Saudi. aliases. He's in Indonesia. He's in Saudi again. He's got foreign service IDs. And what's this? This is a KGB? Yeah. This is a Soviet KGB. Idea. Wow, Russian. He spoke Russian. Polish and he and spoke Russian. Russian. He did. What is he doing with a Soviet ID? I think that was cover in case he was caught. I think he was working freelance for the CIA as a mercenary and undercover behind the Iron Curtain. Like, forget the skyjacking. This guy <laughs> is a true man of mystery. Yes. Right. Wow. Anywhere in here, does he write down where he stashed his parachute and the rest of that money? Or is that, in here? is that in here that you found yet? I wish I had asked him. <laughs> B.D. Cooper. Jump from an airplane in, the sky, we return to the in darkness. Something right here. Got a coin! 19... How about this? 1969. Most of the $20 bills that Cooper had were from 69. So we're in the right time period here for Cooper. Yeah, could have dropped out of his pocket on the way down. Look at that, right? Hopefully this is a lucky penny. And soon, one of Joe's most experienced team members, expert metal detectorist Chris Holden, proves why he's a pro. He found something. Right away. Hey, Josh. I think I got something here. What do you got? It's like a little copper band with a serial number on it. I think it could be a serial number off the parachute. Look at that, it's stamped. One, five, eight. Oh, yeah. Lots of things in aviation are stamped. It's light, a tag of some kind, right? Because this is meant to slot into here. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think we should bag it and uh, check it with some resources to see if it's related to a parachute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah always investigate. That is. Okay. Never stop okay. investigating. We're on the case. We don't have much light, but the detectors sniff out one more target for us to examine. I have a good hit here. Let me see. Beer can? That's it. What is that? It's a bullet. I can tell by its weight. That's not just a bullet. That is a really old bullet. Oh my god. Look at that. That's on fire. Look at the end. That is on fire. See the indentations there, yeah? That's late a, 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah. It's definitely over 100 years old. This is like a black powder bullet, right? Yeah. Like you're putting in your gunpowder, your paper. This is old school. And the fact that it's unfired is even rarer because you usually find them and they've struck something. Probably a military issue. There were soldiers in this area in the late 1800s. This place is a time machine. We've way overshot <laughs> our time period. <laughs> this is a really cool find. Something from right, the well, early 1900s. By the failing light here, Hard to believe. I don't think anybody could say we didn't put in a long day. Yeah, I'm tired. Okay, look. 
I am so impressed by your passion for this case, and I know you're all in on RECA. But to convince the world, you're going to have to go find that parachute. Yes, and we're going to continue looking for it. Good. Keep me posted? I will. Should we go find a beer? Yeah. Let's do it. Sounds good. We've earned it. Yeah. Come on. Let's go, boys. There you have it, Josh Gates. B.D. Cooper. Finding B.D. Cooper. His landing site on Expedition Unknown. Again, I'm Keith Frischkorn. Subscribe to Paranormal Things. Till we meet again, sleep tight.